Welcome to the Losing Weight with Fasting and Mindful Eating podcast. I am your host, Monika Banach, an advanced practice nurse and a weight loss coach. I am so grateful for you taking the time to listen to today's episode. Welcome to episode 15. In this episode, I'm going to answer some of the most commonly asked questions by my clients, my followers, and from the Ladies Fasting Facebook group that I run with my friend Angelica. And most of these questions are related to fasting, weight loss, refeeds, hair loss, including some personal questions as well. As usual, being a medical professional, I have to start with a disclaimer. So everything discussed here is based on my personal knowledge and experience. None of this is meant to be a medical advice. The content here is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. So always seek the advice of your physician with any questions that you may have. I'm not sure how many of these questions I'll be able to answer in this episode. I don't want it to get super long, but I'll probably do part two Q&A and so forth. So if you guys have any specific questions that I haven't answered in this episode, feel free to DM me on Instagram and I will address these questions in future podcast episodes. I will include links to my Instagram account in the description notes here. All right, so let's get started. (laughs) Question number one, if someone suffers from fasting-induced insomnia, what is the best way to resolve it? Yes, this is very, very common, actually, especially at the beginning and towards the end when you're getting super lean. So at the beginning, it is normal to have insomnia because of the release of epinephrine when you're fasting. So if you are not able to sleep while fasting, you might need to decrease your fasting duration. For some people, you know, 72 hours, it's too long, especially if they're getting too lean. So Everyone's different. You have to listen to your body. Sleep is number one. If you're not sleeping well, you're not going to lose weight because your cortisol, your cortisol hormone is going to go up and it's going to prevent you from losing weight. Like I mentioned earlier, the leaner you get, the less you'll be able to tolerate longer fasts. For myself, I had some sleeping issues, like maybe at the beginning, but I have started taking magnesium calm, not calm, calm, C-A-L-M, not C-U-A-M. I take it one hour before bedtime and it really helps me sleep better. Plus, most of us are deficient in magnesium and magnesium is important in over like 300 functions in your body. So it will not hurt to include it in your diet. I also have tried drinking bone broth before bedtime with a little bit of extra uh, pink Himalayan salt. And that has really helped me with sleep. 
obviously, bone broth does break your fasting autophagy. But again, if your main goal is weight loss, then doing some bone broth is totally okay. It just depends what your goals are. I mean, if you're going for autophagy and healing, then obviously don't do bone broth. But again, it's up to you. I don't mind a little dirty fast. That is totally okay. All right, question number two. What do you drink during a fast and how much water do you drink per day? I do have an Instagram post on what is allowed during a fast. And those things include tea, black coffee, water. You can have some sparkling water, just not flavored sparkling water. Personally, I'm not a fan of the snake juice water, which is basically water with some pink Himalayan salt and no salt for the potassium chloride source. It literally makes me gag. <laughs> and in not, not in a good way. Not that there's a good way to ga- gag, I guess. I don't know. Okay, forget it. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like the way it tastes. I have tried it. I'm not trying to be like a sissy or anything, but I just cannot stomach it. And I know I'm not the only one because I get this question from people all the time. And so I came up with my own version, which I call my modified electrolyte water. So in two liters of water, I mix one teaspoon of pink Himalayan salt. That's for the sodium chloride source. And then I mix one teaspoon of no salt for the potassium chloride source. And then I add some peach mango electrolyte powder. I do one scoop of the peach mango and one scoop of the raspberry electrolytes from Key Nutrients. They are so yummy. They have like so many different flavors, probably like 10, 15 different flavors. So you can technically mix whatever flavor you prefer, or you can just do one. I feel like it just takes that salty, gross water taste like completely away. I mean, yeah, I just can't do it. I did post on my Instagram the mix for my electrolyte water and my optional drink that I also use in the evening. So you can check that out on my Instagram post. The question of how much I should drink per day comes up often as well. So it really depends. Like, let's say you live in Antarctica, then you probably won't be sweating as much as somebody that lives in hot-ass Texas, right? So you'll need less depending on where you live, what type of activity you do, are you sweating a lot, and you know, you really shouldn't be just chugging and chugging the water. Drink when you feel thirsty or tired or if you have a headache. Just don't pound the water. There's no need for that. I usually end up drinking anywhere between two liters, maybe three, depending on my on my activity. Unless I'm, of course, prehydrating for a dry fast, then I drink a lot more. I usually drink about a gallon and a half when I'm prehydrating for a dry fast. So yeah, just depends on you. And always, always 
put some electrolytes in your water, even if it's just a little bit of pink Himalayan salt. I'm actually going to discuss this in the next questions. Next question. Do I need electrolytes in my water or can I just do plain water fast? Okay. So I have done a five day straight water fast. And to be honest, I did not like the way I felt. No, I did not die or anything like that, but I felt like shit in comparison to drinking water with electrolytes. Yes, you can drink plain water, but you're just not going to feel good. And basically, you're going to be flushing out your electrolytes, which can be quite dangerous. So when you're fasting, just remember, you don't have any carbs to hold on to water in your body. So your body will excrete those electrolytes. This is why people often feel lightheaded, they feel tired, grumpy. Plus, if you're going longer than like three days, it can be quite dangerous if your electrolytes get out of whack. They can cause heart palpitations, dysrhythmias, and they can become quite life-threatening. So I don't recommend just drinking plain water, especially if you're drinking a lot. Cole actually made a good analogy of this sodium-potassium thing. Since Sodium is potassium sparing, meaning if you have enough sodium in your body, you're not going to lose much potassium. So pretend that you're in a prison and there's a bunch of bad guys in the prison, prisoners, and the prisoners are potassium. And then you have all these guards basically guarding the prisoners and the guards are the sodium. If you don't have enough guards in the prison, the prisoners, meaning potassium, is going to escape. So you don't want to get to that point where your sodium is so low because you will start losing potassium, and we don't want that. So always supplement with some electrolytes, even if it's just sodium. If you don't have potassium or no salt for the source of potassium, then at least put a little bit of pink Himalayan salt. It makes a huge, huge difference in how you feel. And it's just, it's a game changer for sure. Next question. How much weight have you lost so far with fasting and how long did it take you? As of today, I'm maintaining about 57 pound weight loss since April 14, 2020. I've been staying around 165 to 170 pounds for the last four months. If you want to listen to episode one, I discuss my exact fasting and exercise protocol that helped me lose those 57 pounds in three months. So yeah, it took me about three months to drop that chunk of weight. And my highest weight, I think about five years ago, was 250. So that's a total weight loss of 75 pounds, which is crazy to think about it, actually. So right now, I just want to learn to maintain my weight. And I'm training super hard at the gym. I'll discuss that in the next question. But previously, I have always kind of like I would lose weight and then I would regain it within a month. So 
for me, being able to stay at the same weight and maintain it for four months, it's awesome. So that's kind of something I want to learn to do. And then I'm going to continue to my goal because I'm still, I'm still about maybe 15 pounds from where I want to be. Next question. What is your current fasting and workout routine? As I mentioned in the above question, I am maintaining around 165 to 170 pounds. I'm doing mostly OMAD, one meal per day, when I'm not lifting in the gym. When I'm lifting, when I'm doing my intense lifting sessions at the gym, I do two mad, which is two meals per day. And I eat two hours before I work out. I have some carbs before I go to the gym for energy and strength, technically. And then when I get done at the gym, usually within an hour or two hours, I have my meal. So I still keep my maintenance around 2000 calories right now. And, you know, every other week, or maybe every couple weeks, I'll include a 48 to 70 hour fast, depending on what I'm doing and how my weight is holding. Again, I'm learning to maintain my current weight before I try to lose more. For example, a couple weeks ago, I went on vacation on a one week long beach vacation. So With that in mind, I did a 72-hour fast so I could have a little extra wiggle room as far as like what I want to eat. I didn't want to have to count calories all day long and I just didn't want to worry about it. I still try to eat as clean as I could, but I did have a dessert here and there. And so when I got home, I did another 72-hour fast mainly to kind of detox from the carb and sugar and the wine that I had on a trip. And that usually for me, it helps to balance my dopamine receptors. So I don't have those crazy cravings for sweets and carbs. My gym sessions are, I usually work out about three to four times per week, about 45 minutes to an hour, full body, moderate to heavy weight training. I'm trying to build some lower body, some legs, some booty, and tighten up some loose skin around my lower body. So that's kind of my goal. And you know, again, if you do deal with loose skin, just remember that it, a lot of it is going to tighten up. The longer you stay lean, the more your, your skin will tighten up. And then every day I walk minimal six miles per day. If I feel good, I have plenty of energy. I will. I usually incorporate some Stairmaster cardio at the gym, and I usually wear my 30-pound weighted vest when I do that. My fitness goals, next year, I would like to do either a bikini or wellness show. I'm not 100% sure when, Currently, I'm just looking for different coaches, interviewing coaches, and hopefully I can find someone that will be a great fit for me. I don't want to go back to the like six meal prep every day. I don't want to do that. So I want to find someone that understands like the whole fasting and maybe doing like too much while I'm training. 
And I certainly don't want to just do a show if it's going to put too much stress on my body or put me in a binge eating mode again or something like that. I want to do a show in order to have a new goal to train for. And I feel like that would be a great thing to do is to train for a show. But we'll see. I'll keep you guys updated on my future plans. Next question. This question is from one of my male clients. He says, I have lost 60 pounds recently and I've noticed increased hair loss. Is this normal? So I wanted to include this question because often we discuss hair loss in women, but unfortunately men deal with this also. And I've actually had several guys message me with question about that. So bottom line, some hair loss is going to happen on any type of diet restriction. So if you're on a low calorie diet or if you're fasting, maybe start supplementing with stuff in order to prevent hair loss. Because when you are on low on nutrients and minerals, when you're fasting or restricting calories, your body decides that hair is not an essential function in the body and your your hair follicles will basically turn off and that's what causes the hair falling out. I have also noticed increased hair loss when I started to have a lot of hormonal imbalance symptoms. I'll do a podcast episode about this whole topic in more details because I want to do a little bit more research before I dive deep into this. I did have labs checked, my hormone levels, and some of them were a bit out of whack, including my B vitamins. Also, if you are low in minerals, this can also cause hair loss. So make sure you're you're taking in plenty of minerals. For men, low testosterone and high estrogen levels can contribute to hair loss. And hair loss can be caused by excess estrogen which is being rapidly dumped from the body as you lose weight. Often the rapid estrogen loss is caused by weight loss. And usually two to three months after giving birth because of the changes in estrogen levels. One of my friends that runs a testosterone replacement clinic, I'm going to have him on my podcast sometime in the future He also did my labs, and so we'll discuss this in detail. So stay tuned. I do want to dive into this topic because I think it's super important. I did start supplementing daily with biotin. I wish I've done it earlier. I just didn't even think about it. I do take B vitamin. I actually got some injections as well because I was super low on B12. And then I take folic acid, I do the collagen peptides in my coffee, and then I started using the Vegamore hair serum, which is supposed to stimulate new hair growth from the follicle. So, you know, another thing is make sure your diet is full of good quality of meats, fish, eggs, and especially organ meats. No junk food because sugar can cause inflammation in the body and slow down the process of hair regrowth. So I have seen a big difference in my hair regrowth in the last 
two months. So I'm happy with that. But it did freak me out when I started losing so much hair. And, you know, most people don't notice, but you notice. Like you brush your hair and you're like, holy cow, little this hair coming out. <laughs> so, yes, I will discuss this topic in more detail sometime in the future. Okay. Next question. Do you have any tips or tricks for mindset to help you when you're getting started and when it feels impossible that you will ever get that weight off? This is such a great question. And this is something I used to ask myself too when I was 60 pounds heavier. One thing I can tell you is that Remember, you did not put that weight on in one month. So don't have unreasonable expectations of dropping that weight in a month. Just trust the process and be patient with yourself. The small steps that you take every single day and consistency is the key. You know, sit down one day and write down your big reasons why you're doing this. And this will help you to stay motivated and stay focused. Weight loss is 99% mental. Building consistency and those new habits is crucial in the stage because this will keep the weight off once you lose the weight. If you don't change those daily habits and go back to what you used to do, you will regain that weight pretty fast. Trust me, I've done this many times over the last 10 years It is so mentally frustrating. And also, you know, ask yourself, how bad do you want it? How bad do you want it? If it's important to you, you'll find a way. And if it's not, if it's not a priority in your life, you'll find excuses. So make your health and your weight loss priority in your life. Stop making excuses why you can't achieve your goals and start coming up with reasons why you can. Okay. So that's it. That's my rant on that one. Next question. Can you suggest any alternatives to walking for someone with sciatic pain or lower back pain? Yes. Yes. There are a lot of alternatives. You can use like stationary bike, maybe elliptical, walking in a pool. Just always be aware of your posture because good posture and back support are critical in reducing the incidence of sciatica. Also, remember, regular exercise can actually help reduce the pressure on the sciatic nerve and improve it all the time. I would also include some stretching. Stretch regularly because if that area gets tight, that compresses on that sciatic nerve. Next question. I am not able to walk eight to 10 miles per day. Can I still successfully fast and lose weight without crashing my metabolism? I seem to have tanked my metabolism by doing long fast with little to no exercise. Okay, so I'm not sure what your reason for not being able to walk is. I'm not sure if it's just the eight to 10 miles, or are you able to walk like two miles? You know, majority of people are able to walk unless they have some type of injury that prevents them from using their legs. But again, you don't have to walk eight to 10 miles a day. That's what I did. And it helped me lose weight and definitely sped up the weight loss. 
But if you can do two miles or three or four miles, then do that. You don't have to do eight. Try to stand and move around as much as you can because standing can burn way more calories than sitting. You know, you can get on a stationary bike, you can do stretches, you can do YouTube workouts, whatever you can do to move your body. It's also important to alternate between fasting and eating. If you fast for too long, your body will stall and it will slow down your metabolism. Personally, I really never went over like five days fast. And I always changed up my routine, trying different fasting protocols, incorporating OMAD, then doing some 72-hour fasts. It's very important, adding some carbs, you're just changing things up because your body is so smart and it will adjust to what's going on and it, it can drop your metabolism over time. Next question, how often would you recommend taking a kidney shot while dry fasting? So the kidney shot, I only take it before I start my dry fast. And then when I break my dry fast to alkalinize my kidneys and prevent kidney stones. For those who don't know what a kidney shot is, it is basically one teaspoon of baking soda and a little bit of apple cider vinegar mixed in about eight ounces of water. It is taken before a dry fast. And this is important in order to prevent kidney stones from the acidity in your body. Next question, how do you make it past the 30 hour mark? I always get stuck. Again, it is all about your mindset. Fasting is 99% mental. The more you do it, it's like a muscle, the easier it gets. The biggest advice I can give you to get through that 30 hour mark or whatever it is for you that's hard, keep yourself busy, keep yourself distracted, maybe take a nap or go for a walk and remind yourself that that hunger is mental, not physical. It might feel like physical, but no, your body has plenty of fat to eat from. It is mental. Usually it's the habits that we have created over time that keep us stuck. So you have to change your daily habits and just stay strong. Once you get past that 24-hour, 30-hour mark, it does get easier. So stick to it. Write your reasons why. Remind yourself, why are you doing this? Why it's important? If it was easy, everyone would do it. It's not supposed to be easy. But remember, you are extraordinary. And you should treat your body and your mind as if you are. Next question. Oh, this is a great one, actually, especially with the holidays coming up. How do you handle the holidays or any big social situations? Number one, pre-plan, okay? If you're going to be splurging during, let's say, Thanksgiving dinner, then maybe do a 24 to 72 hour fast prior to that dinner, or at least don't eat that day and wait till that dinner and eat. But also remember, no one is shoving food in your mouth. You always have the control. 
And, you know, you thinking that you don't have the control is not helpful. If you're thinking, oh, I'm going to go to my in-laws for Thanksgiving, I'm going to have to eat all this. You don't have to. You can plan and eat as much or as little as you want because you are always in control. Nobody is making you eat all that food. I mean, if you want to splurge and have your favorite Thanksgiving treat at dinner or sweet potatoes with sugar on top of it, sure, have it. Just plan it. Plan it. And also, you know, write down why you get so much joy around these holidays or or these events. Yes, some of it might be the thoughts around the food, certain favorite foods, and that is fine. But I bet that joy also comes from thoughts around other things as well, like being around those who you love and celebrating something important to you. So do not give all the joy to the food. You can go to a party or a Thanksgiving dinner, Christmas Eve dinner, and have fun without binging or eating everything in sight. Trust me, it is possible. I think that's it for this Q&A. I have lots of more questions, but I don't want to keep these sessions super long. So I will definitely do a part two to this. And again, continue to send me DMs and any questions that you might have or any, you know, comments as far as to what I answered today. Have an awesome week. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, share it on your social media, and be sure to leave a review on iTunes. Follow Monica on Instagram at fit.fat.hotaf and on Twitter at fitfathotaf.